bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And we're about to take our two-week Christmas break in the South Pole. Mm-hmm. So let's not fucking mince words here. Now is the time <laughs> to join the Patreon people. Okay, we have a Patreon podcast and we are not going to be doing this regular weed podcast from Antarctica, but we are absolutely doing our Patreon podcasts during our trip, mm-hmm. during all of our trips next yep. year. Mm-hmm. We have a busy travel schedule next year. We're mm-hmm. basically traveling on some very exciting places, yeah. beautiful places, every what, two months or three months? Every four months. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Every four months. So, you know what? We're working on the cruise. We're we're working on the cruise. And by the way, I want to tease one little thing. Okay. Um, it's important to note that in 2023, Dr. Guac and Phyllis will be coming here and staying in this house. I believe we will then utilize their talents and voices and put them on live on the podcast. Oh, will we be doing an interview with Dr. Guac? Both at the same time <laughs> in the drug den. Will you're, oh, we're going to need to clean the drug den. Yep. <laughs> and they're gonna be um i wonder how they're going to feel about the fact that there's an actual sign uh we ordered i was gonna ask ali mchaley to make this for us as ali does uh, made this tissue box this like laser cut (laughs) tissue box Mm -hmm. and we wanted we basically wanted children's blocks oh, yeah. that spell out drug den. They go above the door because the the drug den slash podcast studio is basically like a huge sunroom. Mm-hmm. And the the door to go in it is glass and then all, and there's a, a huge window. Um it's covered in windows and the and and then the the wall that separates the drug gen from the rest of the house is glass as well. So, mm-hmm. so it's just, it's a huge sunroom mm-hmm. above that glass. We wanted to put in child block letters, <laughs> like building blocks or whatever, alphabet mm-hmm. blocks, mm-hmm. sorry, not building blocks, alphabet blocks, drug den. Right. That was not available. And I didn't want to bother Allie McHaley, who was like, bitch, I do this for a living. And I wasn't going to pay for them, Allie, but I just, whatever. So anyways, we, we settled on childhood, like this com- this husband and wife that make letters for nurseries. Right. And I did have to let uh, Nancy know that um, it's, it was going to say drug den and it was just tongue in cheek. I don't mind 
doing block letters like that because when you are empowered in your life you can make block letters and that's what I told Keith do you think Nancy from the vow is this is her new career is doing the block letters yeah now that I'm on house arrest (laughs) I make block letters in order for people to feel good about themselves or I just do things for money I need to actually check on uh, my messaging with Nance because um, I asked her to make, what were the emojis? A pill and a... a martini glass? Uh, or ki- wait, 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 wait. I thought it was a mar- a pill and... A martini? Is I that think what we so. decided on? Yeah. And then I might have gotten a key just in case. But either oh, way, right, 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 right. I wonder how... And they're going to be in rainbow. They are going to, I mean, they're for children's walls, nursery walls, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to spell out drug den and rainbow with pills and drug emojis around it in big block letters above the door to come in here. Well, I think that's fun. <laughs> I think that's fun. I think we all, you know, they listen to the podcast. They yeah. know what's doing. Yeah. So it's all good. I'm I think they've done some that. drugs in their day. Fun. I think your dad probably hit that. Uh, you know, I should ask him to bring me some Adderall if he, he has any. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's in those meds. He knows what's up. We know how the doctors do it. Mm-hmm. We know how the dentists love that laughing gas. They got to work all... 18 yeah. hours a day. Yeah. If you can't just you gotta do what gotta you do. do what you do. You got to do what you do. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be fun. Do you think your mom's going to be down? Is she going to want to just do your dad? Because sometimes Phyllis, <laughs> I, I know. hard to pin down. I know. But I think that since they'll be here physically, it'll just be, we're just going to get them. You know what I mean? Okay. We're going to get them. Yeah. Until then, yes. we will be doing our Patreon podcasts on our, our luxury uh, travels. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to be doing this podcast because, quite frankly, we don't make, make enough money on it. <laughs> and we're working on the cruises, not just you, both of us. And mm-hmm. we always will be doing the very last show of the cruise. That right. means we have to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. And for me, that means drinking a lot and hanging out with people. <laughs> so, um, And that's work. That is work. It's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Not to, I mean, you know, this isn't your normal trip. This isn't like, oh, wonderful. We're going to the Uffizi. Um, <laughs> we're going to El Duomo. <laughs> we're going to the wonders of the... No, no, no. We're on the ship. There's going to be hardcore fucking crossings and sailings and then icebergs and glaciers and just uh, a lot of seeing, I think, from a, a little boat's going to be a lot of time on the water i think and then hopefully some walking Ugh, I don't around want my we'll lips see. to freeze off no me neither well at least we can stay inside as much as we want and i gotta get binoculars and get my fucking nature fucking on and we're gonna be seeing some shit and looking at birds and looking at fucking penguins and i'm gonna say to the captain listen i got my red jacket okay i've got my patches it says expedition just let me fucking walk on that iceberg and let me hug hug <laughs> A penguin. Let me just hug one penguin. I don't I, care if it pecks me. Yeah. I don't care. I would appreciate it if it pecked you. It that can. Would be fun. I would not be mad. They probably. No, I love you. Yeah, like I won't eat you. I won't hurt you. And I bet their beaks probably are probably like little swords and probably will pierce the skin. And that's probably the feeling you have is that I'm going to get impaled by a penguin that I'm trying to hug. I think that the excursion excursion shouldn't even be allowed to be if, if they are involving animals, 
in any capacity. I don't care if it's here. Mm -hmm. I don't care where it is. Mm -hmm. Don't fucking bring me around the animal and say I can't touch it. I hate that. I know. It's such a bummer. And I called the cruise line and I was like, so can you just tell me, am I going to be able to touch anything? And she was like, probably not. I don't think so. I don't think you can touch any of the animals. I mean, I can tell you this. I almost ended, had to end my friendship with Johnny. Yanni, when that fucking fuck face fuck got to fucking <laughs> hold a koala and oh we didn't fucking God. get you because it's illegal in fucking Australia mm-hmm. or whatever. It's illegal in the part of Australia we're, we mm-hmm. were in and Johnny's fucking ass and Dita and they're rich and they got to go <laughs> do fun things and we didn't. And I'm like, koala's my favorite animal. <laughs> I know. I can't believe we didn't get to hold a koala. And we were literally like, and I had to literally be like, dear Jesus. I need to find the love in my heart again for Johnny. I'm so (laughs) fucking jealous that he got to do that. Well, at least you got to hold some otters. Oh, that's right. And that is amazing. I've had some amazing animal experiences. I was just now, many people, many like nice friends of ours have reached out to offer me like to, for me to borrow their clothes. So I don't look like, like a fucking 2007 ski reject (laughs) out in Antarctica. Mm. And, Mm One of our friends said, oh, her and her daughter, that they're, they want to see, they really want to see the orcas. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I've actually totally done that. And you should yeah. go to Vancouver Island. And then I was like, and I also went to Mexico and I don't even know if we were even doing the Patreon yet. I went down to Mexico on this like remote, remote area of Mexico where there's not even cell phone towers and shit and went out on a boat and where whales come up to the boat and then you pet whales and 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 they do and they roll oh, on their back and oh you rub God, their tongues I can't take it. and it's whales and it's like that's crazy the amount of shit i've done but yet i flew halfway fucking uh, all the way around the world and you're gonna tell me i can't hold the goddamn koala <laughs> motherfucker I know that it's was the goddamn so outback. I know, I know. Hey guys, <laughs> I said it's Mark and Janine. Why can't I hold a koala? He said no. He said the gal koalas don't like men, <laughs> so I was unable to hold a koala. Uh, and but you got that one koala did like you, and sh- I bet you could have held her. But and she had her baby. I know. It was such and a also, not only did we not get to hold her, we were in her her pen with her and then the guide wouldn't bug off too i was like well, she hated him if we, yeah the reason she doesn't want is, yeah she doesn't want you here she doesn't want you and here. neither do we no we don't so go away they're like gatekeepers and i can't handle it i know well the information to join our patreon podcast is on julianbrandy.com so mamau hit him with the hind hit him with the sales <laughs> pitch okay <laughs> Hit him with the Tron. <laughs> you can also go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. We do two extra podcasts a week. It's $1 for one podcast and $2 for two podcasts. They're both an hour long and there's no ads and they're not about politics. On this week's first Patreon, Brandy took us on a winding road through her recent Twitter journey and it ended at a pot of fucking gold, <laughs> which we do not want to spoil for anyone who hasn't heard it yet. So I'm not going to tell you what it's about. So rather than tell you the ending, we're going to play a song from a holiday Patreon episode from last year, which is made possible by the compilation album that DJ Sashai Fleek made for us. This one's called Point Blank. And it's one of the hits. (laughs) It's one of the hits. Here's the star on it. Uh I like it. And here's another one with a star. I need your your soft touch on it. Honestly. I need you like... (laughs) Down by the ocean, I always think about water. 
Mm-hmm. I Tom. see. Yeah. Christopherson. Tom. There I Tom. was doing myself, looking Tom. in the mirror, wondering, hey, <laughs> why is my skin Tom. breaking out the way it is? And what is that bump underneath my lip? Uh. <laughs> and now here I go, going outside. It's not snow, it's regular rain and mud. And it's California, so things are really like in the street. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Drop it. Bring it down. Point blank. Point blank rocking it. Ooh. <laughs> Point blank rocking it. Yeah. There's where we went off the rails. There's where it got a little rough. We're point blank rocking it. We're point blank rocking it. Oh, now I'm walking in the sidewalk with my mask on because I might have Omicron. I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't want them to even get the Delta. Now I'm at the airport and TSA is bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get in line if I want to. You're not the boss of me. I said point blank rocking it. <laughs> point blank, point blank, point blank rocking it, rocking it. Uh, uh. Ooh, what's in my pants? <laughs> it's my butt. <laughs> hey, here I go. It's itchy. I don't know why, but I got something stitchy. I'm walking around and I'm looking in the sky and it's sunny in my eyes and I'm squinting to fly. I'm rocking it. <laughs> point blank. What you looking at, sir? Ma'am, what you looking at, sir? Ma'am, what you looking at? Ooh, I think I'll go for a swim in my money. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's just it. Keep doing it. In my money. I think I'll go for a swim in, in my, my money. money. Ooh. I think I'll go for a swim in the deep end in my money. <laughs> I go from the shallow end to the deep end and you wish that you were my friend. But you're not, because I'm alone in the pool, and it's actually the ocean. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You can try to follow, but you know that you'll get lost. There are no signs where I am going, because I'm the motherfucking boss. I said point blank. <laughs> rocking it. it. <laughs> point blank rocking it. Point blank rocking it. Where's Chris singing Jingle Bells? <laughs> I'm wondering where she is. She needs to sing the jingle bells. These bells won't jingle them on their own. I need some Chris to get them home. Let's go, point blank. Rocking it. Well, if you liked that at all, <laughs> that brilliance. Again, there's a link to a free episode in the description blurb of this podcast or go to julianbrandy.com and you can see all the info on how to subscribe. It's super easy once you subscribe. You can have our Patreon podcast imported right into whatever podcast uh, player you use and they'll just show up there every week like a little toxic surprise. You don't have to do anything. Just throw that shit on a credit card and put it out of your mind. So what you got to do with this streaming bullshit, it just is. Yep, it just is. You do. And share it with someone. Share it with people. I mean, just do it. Uh, we don't mind if w 10 people share one account. And we've had a couple of people recently um, say that they'd like to, they want to gift a subscription to someone. Uh -huh. So I looked into Patreon. Patreon doesn't offer like patronage gifts, which is fucking dumb. Just, just get it together, Patreon. Yeah, no shit. Get it the fuck on together. Yep. Okay. It, sh it seems to me like it should be obvious. And because we created our account, like, listen, we've been doing Patreon before Patreon was cool, homie. Yeah. Okay, we put the shit on the map like we did. We did. Mm. We got in fucking early and still only have fucking three <laughs> listeners, whatever. But still, 
because of how we we set up our account in the first place, we now are unable to offer like that people can pay ahead of time for a right. year for a discount or whatever. Mm-hmm. We just aren't. We just physically can't do that without stopping our Patreon and starting over. And we're no fucking way are we doing that because half you motherfuckers would be like, you know what? It's fine. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't even need it. It's fine. So no. But what I suggest is for anyone, if you want to give it as a gift, if you want to or you yourself don't want to see it on your credit card or maybe you don't want your parents to see it or I don't know, you go down and you get a prepaid debit card. So not a gift card from like a store where it's like Amex or not a gift card because I don't think Patreon will be able to debit that every month. Right. It needs to be like a prepaid debit card that you go down and you load, um, (laughs) you load the, uh, the loads you load the money <laughs> the money loads from the uh-huh. in your money <laughs> in your money so you 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 load however much on there load a hundred dollars or whatever you want to give to somebody and then patreon will be able to deb and then you just sign them up for the patreon as your gift you go here i signed you up for patreon it's all pay- gonna be paid for right. or whatever with their email and if you want it for yourself then you just Put it there and you and you sign it up with that card and use and have that card get debited every month. And it should be fine if it's like a bank. If, yeah, like a debit. Because you yeah. have put your money on. It'll work like a credit card. Right. Those gift cards, half the time they don't fucking work. They don't fucking work. And they don't work great for digital purchases. And yep. so and you're, and it's not going to be able to be it's their more one time use thing or instead of right. being debited. So just get a prepaid debit card. That's what it'll do. We highly recommend everyone buy it a year for a gift for every single pe- person they know. But <laughs> if you can't, then let them use your password or share your password. We we just we just want people to listen. Yeah, and, of you course. Know, Absolutely. Be, be in the group. We don't want to exclude anyone. And no. shout out to our girl, Lauren Memau, for sending oh, us yes. another batch of Christmas brookies. Yep. Talk about point blank rocking it. We've been point blank rocking those fucking cookie brownies and getting our whole lives together. We love you, Lauren. Okay, now it's time for a brand new segment called Hakeem the Dream. brand new bittersweet segment called Hakeem the Dream, dedicated to our newly elected House Minority Leader and future Speaker of the House, Hakeem Jeffries. (laughs) Hakeem Jeffries had already made history as the youngest caucus leader ever to serve in Congress, and he just made history again as the first black man ever to lead a party in Congress. We here at Dumb Gay Politics have loved Hakeem Jeffries since he introduced Nance Pelosi when she took back the speakership in 2019 when Democrats regained control of the House. That was an exciting time for us. <laughs> meow Meow and I had not yet become the hardened wow. shells of disinterest and distaste. Mm-hmm. John Lewis and Elijah Cummings were still alive and charming us every day with their legislative bromance. <laughs> and we were genuinely excited about what the Democrats could get accomplished after taking back control of the House. And it all started with Hakeem Jeffries' mm-hmm. introduction of Nance Pelosi. He's young and smart 
and he is so different than the majority of elected officials. He made us feel seen and heard, and above all else, he made us feel represented mm-hmm. because he's mm-hmm. like us. We're like him. He's like us. Yep. We're like peers. Yep. We love him. <laughs> this will be the third third time <laughs> we've played this speech on the podcast, but it will not be the last. In fact, we will probably end up playing it every time we do Hakeem the Dream because in our opinion, it perfectly encapsulates why he is the perfect replacement for Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. Let me begin by welcoming all of the members and our families to the People's House in connection with the start of the 116th Congress. The scripture says that weeping may endure during the long night, but joy will come in the morning. (laughs) Madam Clerk, it is with great joy that I rise today as directed by the House Democratic Caucus to place the name of Nancy Pelosi in nomination to be the next Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. (laughs) Oh, look at her. Oh, so good. So good. So good. That's our girl. So good. She's a badass bitch. Badass bitch! Without question, Nancy Pelosi has a track record of legislative success that is unparalleled in modern American history. Nancy Pelosi captained the ship that defeated the effort to privatize Social Security, rescued our economy in the midst of the Great Recession, saved the American automobile industry, provided affordable health care to more than 20 million Americans. 20 million. <laughs> she doesn't know whether she should stand up for herself because they're all giving her a standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> so, good. so good. She's in pink. Oh, God, look at that. Got Jim oh, Clyburn, Steny Hoyer. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau enacted a minimum wage increase for the first time in 10 years, struck a blow against mass incarceration with passage of the Fair Sentencing Act and provided relief to tens of millions of Americans who were credit card holders that were being defrauded. But Nancy Pelosi is just getting started. Woo! Girl! In the the 116th Congress, she will continue to fight hard for the People, Nancy Pelosi, will fight to lower health care costs, strengthen the Affordable Care Act, protect people with pre-existing conditions, increase pay for everyday Americans, enact the real infrastructure plan, clean up corruption, defend the dreamers, fix the Voting Rights Act, and end the era of voter suppression once and for all. We'll fight for a country that provides for the poor, works for working families, makes sense for the middle class, stands up for senior citizens, innovates in the inner city, and strengthens suburban communities. Nancy Pelosi is a woman of faith, a loving wife, a mother of five, 
a grandmother of nine, a sophisticated, a legendary legislator, a voice for the voiceless, a defender of the disenfranchised, a powerful, profound, prophetic, principled public servant. And that's why we stand squarely behind her today. Mm -hmm. Let me be clear. Yes. House Democrats are down with NDP. Nancy D'Alessandro Pelosi, <laughs> the once and future speaker of the United States House of Representatives, <laughs> I proudly place her name in nomination. May God bless her. May God bless the United States of America. Oh my God, it gives oh, me chills. God. Nancy Pelosi is standing there. You know, they all stood up the whole time. They literally just copied that uh, on one oh. of the one of the dicks that was running with with Trump was like, or one of Trump's candidates tried to do that alliteration, and it was so dumb. Remember, we played it here. It was like, it was like the terrifying tax. Oh yes, yeah, that's right. Right. He invented that. They're all mm. standing up. Everything mm. was true. And then it starts with sophisticated strategists, innovative. Nah, and it goes on and on and on. And let me be clear, House Democrats are down with NDP. <laughs> and I mean, you could see the whole uh. crowd. There were some people who were like, there's a shot of uh, AOC next to it. I don't know who she was next to, but the lady she was next to was out of her seat like bopping up and down with her whole body aoc not happy but aoc was just sitting there but this woman was she was she was sitting in her seat jumping in her seat yeah, with her butt yes and she was just like she was this so, is so happy yeah. yeah and when he said let me be mm. clear house democrats are down with ndp mm, mm, everybody mm. jumped to their feet yeah. and nancy pelosi doesn't even get the reference i'm quite sure because I'm sure, she turns around and puts her thumb <laughs> she's like what's he saying what <laughs> she's like but she's she feels the energy of like, mm -hmm. yeah, like being cool, being in the zeitgeist. It was like the moment that, you know, the gator became, you know, right. you down with RBG. Yeah, right. you know me, you know, same thing. It's like she then got got into that zeitgeist and it was all because of Hakeem Jeffries, certainly for us. And mm -hmm. it's um, and look through the list. Fact check it. Go ahead and try it. Like anyone who's a hater or anyone who's she's old or she's this or she's that like listen to the speech make some notes write down each thing he said and then look it up and then see and then see you know what i mean because it's just like the the people where it's like republicans have made her into this corrupt power mongering woman who doesn't do anything and just takes money and it's like no 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 she ran without her Healthcare, uh, the Obamacare wouldn't have been passed. Yeah, it, it's it, and it, we went over all that, and it's Democrats that make her into she's too moderate. She doesn't do anything. Right, it's both sides, and yeah, do the research. But in terms of Hakeem Jeffries, oh. it is he is largely, largely responsible for our infatuation with Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't be happier that if if she has to go, that he's the one replacing her. There's so much to learn and celebrate about Hakeem Jeffries. Mm -hmm. And we will be doing it all next year um, in January when the newly elected House leadership gets sworn in. And yes, we will be playing this speech again <laughs> and we will find a better uh, recording of it because for some reason that one had a lot of like dips in the audio, yeah. um, which stops the flow. But um not to not it's just it, it's we're gonna play it so many times so um we're all there's a squirrel coming inside the <laughs> room just one of the joys of the new podcast studio i like hakeem jeffrey's voice and i like his a a affect and accent he gives me very 
um, it's that's the way um, Robin Quivers talks, and it's the way that certain people talk. It's an olden days sort of style of speaking, uh-huh. but I like it. It makes me feel very comfortable, and I like, and it's. I, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. It's not the North. It's not the Atlantic old Hollywood. It's something, <laughs> yeah. but it's not far from it. It's almost like, like Nancy Pelosi is, he, he there's a flair at the end of yeah. the words or something yeah. that I like. I don't yeah, know. He has the, the, like the gift of like persuasive speech and, uh, yeah, it's, um, we're just, we're going to play the speech again and again and again. And, but for now, and, and, and we're going to go, you know, deep into this history and give you, you know, all the deets, um, in in January when everything's official. But for now, just know that Hakeem Jeffries was born in the (laughs) seventies and his district includes Brooklyn and Queens. And Julie and I have a very intimate relationship with Brooklyn since she used to live there as we have a very intimate relationship with San Francisco. So Mm. I will happily maintain the same smug connection (laughs) that we had with Nance Pelos to our new leader, Hakeem the Dream. Okay. Oh, my God. We're so excited because he is a fucking dream. So what happens now? (sighs) Basically, Congress, the House and the Senate, are back in D.C. working away until Christmas in what they call a lame duck session. It's pretty self-explanatory, but that basically means that this iteration of Congress only has three more weeks in their respective offices to get shit passed before all the newly elected people from the midterms take over. And just a quick refresher, we are waiting on the Georgia runoff election, but there have been insanely long lines in what has turned out to be the most historic election ever in Georgia, 300,000 people voted in one day, and many of them were young people. So we're cautiously optimistic, and it couldn't be happening in a better state. We love Georgia. Fucking love. But regardless uh, what happens with Senator Reverend Warnock, (laughs) Democrats still have the slim majority in the Senate with Vice President Kamala Harris as our tie-breaking vote. That said, it won't matter anyway, because unfortunately, (laughs) we did lose control of the motherfucking house by a few votes this year. But I don't know. I feel that there is a fairy tale world where the Republican Party implodes because Trump is a white supremacist conspiracy theorist dick sucker. (laughs) And suddenly they come to their rotted senses of the early aughts and attempt some semblance of fake bipartisan legislation. Their majority in the House is so slim that even six or seven Republicans siding with Democrats could get shit done. There has to be at least six or seven disgruntled, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and if they're not disgruntled now, they will be after, you know, this whole fucking Kanye, Nick Fuentes fucking debacle. Mm. So I don't know. And then if you add Warnock in the Senate, and he cancels out Kirsten Gizma's stupid bitch vote. <laughs> um, all we'd have to do is get one Republican or Joe Mandouche, and we can at least pass a reconciliation bill. Because we can all, we don't need a supermajority to do a reconciliation bill. So for some reason, I'm saying reconciliation bill instead of reconciliation. Um, are you guys going to pass a reconciliation bill? It's like reconciliation? Reconciliation? We have a reconciliation right here at... Uh, anthropology yeah <laughs> target <laughs> target uh-huh all i can think about is antarctica i don't even know what words are coming out of our mouths the lame duck session the first and most important of business 
is funding the government. This shit comes up every fucking year. And when Republicans in Congress try and get cute, and they always do, we end up with a government shutdown. Fun fact. The longest government shutdown in history was in December 2018, just mm. after Hakeem the Dream did his <laughs> speech for Nance Pelosi. It lasted 34 fucking days. And like I said, it was the longest in history. The one, the longest one before that was 16 days. And I think that was during, I know they had a huge legendary one during Bill Clinton. So if you watched mm. the Ryan Murphy, Monica Lewinsky thing, mm -hmm. I think we know the dangers of a government shutdown because God <laughs> forbid you send home everyone who's paid, keep all the unpaid interns and let all of the grody white old male politicians fuck their way through the interns. We want to avoid a government shutdown. We want people who work in the government to be paid and to be paid fairly and to be paid well. Just like everyone who works everywhere. That time, I remember it vividly, Mama. We were working at a radio station. <laughs> and we had to be called in specially because when the government, this happens, this is, this always happens in December. So then it always runs up to the holidays. And at this particular time, nobody else was in town. And it was this, it was a big, huge deal. And the reason that the government shut down was because Nance Pelosi, NDP, <laughs> you know me. She told Trump and his cronies to take the fucking border wall and shove it up their fucking holes. <laughs> Not only did they want to uh, fund the border wall, they wanted to deport all of the kids protected under mm. DACA. The DACA program is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Immigration Program. So that's a whole thing. And there, the that it happened under Obama and we'll get into it. But. They were grabbing people off the street who were in high school, kids in college, yep. they were over 18, and saying they were going to deport them. At the holidays, they're like, where would I go in Mexico? I don't even know anyone there. My whole fucking family is here. they're born here. here, literally. Yeah, or they're brought <laughs> here when they're three. Right. And it's like, okay. And Nancy Pelosi's like, uh, I'll keep the government shut down until <laughs> the end of motherfucking time. You're not deporting anyone, and we're not giving you money for your border wall, you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> So she kept the government shut down and she wouldn't budge. God, I love her and so he much. And he fucking gave in. She <sighs> won. She won the battle. And the government came back after 34 days and she was like, that's right. That's right. God. Anyway, the whole thing of the lame duck session has become mostly about getting the government funded for the next fiscal year. Sometimes they just push the deadline forward, but ideally they come to a deal and be done with it. Now, that's where the leverage comes in. Every congressman has their specific passion piece of legislation that they want to see pushed through in the three weeks they have before their term is up. So here are some of the things these motherfuckers are trying to do in no particular order. <clears throat> okay, so these are very, very um, shallowly researched. Shallow. Well, you know what? I this we <sighs> don't want to do too much into it because the Republicans aren't going to let anything go. Yeah. Though I am surprised that so same-sex marriage. The Senate passed gay marriage and interracial marriage, so the House needs to vote on it. I mean, it's... So basically, the House has, like, three weeks. The, the government stops being funded on the 16th. But but other than, like, you know, the, the funding of the government, which is the first thing on the docket, of course. Right. They will push all of this stuff right up until the holidays. You know what I mean? And Steny Hoyer was there, or somebody, I think it was... Sam I'm pretty sure it's Steny Hoyer. He missed Thanksgiving. Mm. A lot of them stayed and worked through Thanksgiving to get all of this shit ready. But they have three weeks, essentially to do it all except for the the um the funding which has to be done by the 16th but they have three weeks for the house to pass same-sex marriage which just did pass the senate i'm right. like pass it tomorrow i don't understand what the ins and I outs know. Of what happens i don't are. either i don't either joe biden has a big thing about um 
since all of the mass shootings, Joe Biden's been very vocal, been on every, you know, channel you can see talking about how he wants to get an assault weapons ban happening in this lame duck session. Good luck. I don't. There's no way. Republicans have the have cornered the market on on um, any kind of gun legislation or gun control. It's never going to happen. They're not going to let it happen. I mean, they are on the full offense now of saying that mass shootings are a mental health crisis. So they are just not going to budge. They're They're not going to budge. And I mean, the thing is, like, uh, just quickly with guns, for me, my opinion is, duh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, is it a mental health issue? Probs probably is. Probably is. And also, you know what else it's an issue of? Guns. So it's both. It's both. And two things can be true. They need to both be dealt with. Uh, but the first thing is nobody needs a fucking assault weapon. Sorry. No one's coming for your f- stupid fucking hunting guns. No one's coming for your fucking handguns. Just this whole, it's just lies and NRA and bullshit and gaslighting and distraction and whatever so he wants to fucking get the assault uh, weapons banned and i think we both agree that it's not gonna happen so there's a thing with the debt ceiling and the debt ceiling is actually a huge fucking deal um elizabeth warren that's pretty much her 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 bag um basically if we don't raise the debt ceiling we can't pay our bills. Mm. The the U, the United States of America, right? Because around we're the world, way in debt to China mainly. If we don't Saudi pay Arabia our mainly. bills to everyone, uh, the global <sighs> financial markets will implode. It won't just be an issue here. It won't just be oh no, our credit score. What will we do when we want to go get our new car? Well, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're an expert. <laughs> no, the entire global financial uh, marketplace, as it were, will implode. So we need to raise the debt ceiling. There's something called um, the de- like debt ceiling brinkmanship. They uh-huh. love to throw this term around. <laughs> <sighs> and I guess it's like, you know, basically I'm going to assume Republicans, they use the debt ceiling as leverage. And it's so fucking stressful so to stressful. everyone to try and get what they want to happen by threatening to basically destroy the financial markets of the world. And it's like you're a bunch of pieces of shit assholes. So they're trying to stop debt ceiling brinkmanship. They want to just raise the debt ceiling. Just raise the debt ceiling. The song and dance is exhausting. Yeah. Just bug off. So that's the, really after funding the government, the debt ceiling is definitely next. And that's going to be ongoing. And that is probably what will push it to right. Christmas. If we hear, if I hear one more Republican talk about the fucking deficit or the fucking oh, debt <laughs> or the fucking money or we're going to own money. Swimming in my money. <laughs> it's just save it just save Save it it. and but you know what if the debt ceiling pushes us all the way till christmas and then and they keep congress there and you know these motherfuckers they only work twice a week they literally work uh, the house the house of representatives we know we've had eric swalwell on he told us they work twice a week yeah two days a week and that's only for two weeks out of the month like they go two weeks in washington then two weeks here or maybe three weeks three weeks it goes back and forth yeah but they're going to work every day and they're going to work every day until Christmas. Go so, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So and while you're there waiting for, to deal with the debt ceiling, I guess you can go ahead and pass same sex, the same sex marriage bill, at least, if nothing else. And also, while it, and by the way, it just it needs to be said within the same sex marriage bill is literally legalizing interracial marriage or keeping like we, it or keeping, keeping it, it keeping it legal. Like we need that needed to be revisited. 
That's how terrible you are, Republicans. Terrible. Stop everything you're doing right now if you're Republican and, and just reflect on this. They needed to put in interracial marriage to be kept legal because of you. Because of you. The fact that that can because even of be you. a law is it's so be- beyond. It's so embarrassing. It's beyond. And it was like literally illegal in like the 60s or something. I know. It's yes, that's disgusting. correct. Because, yeah, that's like, right. I can't. It's unbelievable. I and can't. it's also unbelievable women didn't get their own credit cards till 1972. So also Republicans... Also you. Yeah, maybe stop. Instead of stop and reflect on this, actually stop what you're doing. Uh, pull out your uh, smartphone and go ahead and change your party uh, <laughs> yeah. preference. This thing called the NDAA, the Defense Authorization Bill. <sighs> okay. This is basically the, the thing that happens every year with funding the government, and it's about the defense budget. Ironically, this is where Trump wanted to put the border wall. Remember, that was yes. the whole thing. Is he wanted the border wall because it's part of national defense, right. it's part of national defense, uh-huh. and he wanted that three hundred million dollars, whatever it was, for the border wall, put into the defense authorization bill, and that's when Nance Pelosi put put her four inch stiletto down and said, "No, Henny, I'm going to go swim in my mini." Okay, so then there's that. So they're going to do the defense budget this year. The defense authorization bill. There's a whole to do about vaccines and the woke, 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 woke. It's all the buzzword is woke, woke, woke. We had to first deal with the border wall. And now their thing against uh, Democrats is everything is woke, woke, woke. Okay, barf, barf, barf. So Joe Manchin, his shit that he's got on the docket during the negotiations for the infrastructure bill, you know, the whole thing, Chuck Schum came through, burned everyone alive, burned everyone, got the CHIPS Act, did it mm. all through the, the back door uh, tossing of the salad of Joe Manchin. <laughs> um, they made a deal that if he if he went along with the infrastructure bill, that they would fast track the permits, because the thing with permitting is it never gets done. The regulations, you know, we live in California. We're regulated to death. It's a it's a well-known thing. You want to get solar panels on your house. You pay for them. They're there. And then the the Department of Water and Power never comes to hook them up to your bill. And you're sitting there and you don't get your discount, blah, blah, blah. And it's regulation. I mean, here in California, I can't even order certain vitamins without it having a regulation on it that says, like, the coating on the vitamin is... Bad for you. It's yeah. toxic. It yeah. could do this. Also, do, like, you know, it's like, I, 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 I. And you know what? Good. I, yes, me. exactly. I still bought it. So basically, regulation is a thing. We aren't against it. No. What we are against is bureaucratic red tape and bullshit. And a lot of times, the reason that people do or, or organizations do red tape is because they're trying to find ways to siphon money into their own pocket. Right. So, and whether that be California or any other fucking state, it's annoying and it's exhausting, but regulations are here to protect people, protect your health, protect your kids. And we want regulations. We just need everything to be streamlined. So, you know, Joe Mandouche said, let's do the fucking infrastructure bill, but you're going to need to get these permits going so that the infrastructure can actually be fixed so that his constituents get their shitty. And I say this with love and with with uh, empathy for the people who live in West Virginia who probably do have potholes everywhere and a falling apart infrastructure because of fucking Joe Mandouche and Joe man, no man douche wants those, those things fixed and he wants them fixed fast. So his 
bill that he wants right now during the lame duck session is that permitting bill. He needs that Good. permitting bill to go through. So that will probably happen. Right. Now we got Dick Durbin, senator from the Chicago. Derb. Good old Durbin. Old Turbin Durbin. <laughs> old Flurbin Durbin. <laughs> That's what they call him, Turbo Durbin. <laughs> Turbo Durbo. <laughs> now, uh, Turbo Dick. Turbo Dick. He is, his thing is is Dreamers and DACA. So we talked about it a little bit before. Just really quick, He we watched his whole speech. He's had, over the years, a ton of bipartisan support from Julie's um, boo, um, good old Orrin Hatch. Bum, bum titty, bum, 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 titty, bum, bum. Listen, Orrin Hatch. Hit it, Orrin. <laughs> Jesus is my friend and he wrote a rockin' Hanukkah song. We cannot forget how Orrin Hatch wrote the fucking hardcore Hanukkah song. You know, it's a banger. Find it, my mom. We'll play it right now since we are we are in the Hanumus season. So basically the this Ugh. this bill started with, with Turbo Durbo and and Orrin um I love Jesus and Jews. It's already so good. He wrote the lyrics. What about the music? Hanukkah, no. Oh, Hanukkah, the festival of lights. Who's this little slut singing? Yeah, some Jewish slut. <laughs> She's a little Jewish slut. She fucking loves matzo balls. Loves matzo balls. <laughs> loves. Juggles matzo balls all in her yeah. She teabags it. Love that part. Oh, Come, let's celebrate. She's so, she's so horny during it, isn't she? She is. Days of Hanukkah. Ooh, Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah. Eight days. They all never runs out. Uh. Hey. I always think it's 12 days. It's only eight. Eight. 12 days is Christmas. Oh, okay. yeah. I, well, it should be the same. Let's uh, link them up. Yeah, let's link them. That's right. Yeah. You know what Jewish people do? They do what? it. They always do it the way they want to do it, don't they? That is Just true. The way they wanted <laughs> to. Then Kanye hates them. <laughs> you know what? The one thing they didn't do their way: the Holocaust. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Oh god, I love this really does make you like him. Oh, I love this song. He does he's singing la 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 on it. You know what? It's calling all the squirrels from all around the backyard. There's a there's another Eight one. Eight days of squirrel ka. <laughs> oh squirrel ka. Word's gotten out. The squirrel army's coming for us. I wish all the squirrels would put Nacho on a chair and carry him around like they're at a wedding. <laughs> What a dream. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay, so mm, mm, mm. basically with the Dreamers, it, you know, it was an, it was started with Dick Durbin and, and Eight Days of Hanukkah uh, creator Orrin Hatch. And um, <laughs> and <laughs> it was it's a it's a thing about like we said earlier that of, of kids who are brought to this country by their parents and they've been and they're American. They they're they're whether they're born here or whether they come here as infants or small children, they're American and that's just what's up. Mm -hmm. And then they're in danger of being deported by uh monsters. 
by the only thing you could ever call someone is a monster who would do that, period. Yep. yep. And they did this act in the Dreamers Act and it went and it got far and and then it would get taken away and Orrin Hatch lost interest. That was a quote from Dick Durbin. And okay. He was busy. And um, songwriting and stuff. Yeah, and he definitely got they you know, at some points Lindsey Graham was on it. They all got taken away by the Trump yeah. the Trump Trumpiness Money. of it all. Mm-hmm. So they were all taken off, but it stopped really being a bipartisan bill. When Obama got in there, Obama tried to compromise, and then it became DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. So so Obama made a deal to make the Dreamers Act into DACA. So basically it was just, it kept deferring the deportation of these kids who will become young adults. or uh, Many of these kids were in high school, if any of you guys remember. Mm. It wasn't something we talked about a ton because it's, very confusing and and when we did celebrate different things that nance pelos was doing with it uh people would get mad at us because it wasn't enough and it's a very touchy 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 subject and obama did what he could and and basically did daca which would defer these things for two years every two years it comes up and then old dick durbin fucking is out here with his dick hanging out fucking crying with his tissues like chuck schum being like mm-hmm. they're gonna deport everyone now we need to extend the daca thing another two years and it's right. like it's a sucky merry-go-round and these poor people are just scapegoated i mean can you imagine you're a kid and you're you live here you don't know anything else this is where you live this is your home this is everything and then all of a sudden some fucking republican piece is gonna come and be like we're deporting you i mean no, and what was even more annoying was when everybody would look and blame, and the Democrats would blame Nancy Pelosi. The only uh, exactly. people to blame for this are Republicans, period. That's the reason it's even there. Don't blame Democrats for not doing enough. Blame Republicans for doing it at all. Mm-hmm. That's the reason we're in this prob- thing. So they're doing what you can. If you can do it two years, you got to do it two years. I feel her- it must be horrendous stressing out, and every two years, it's like thinking about, I mean... It's awful, and so that's Dick Durbin's thing, and he's got to extend that DACA another two years for these people. That's an absolute fucking, like, emergency mission. Mm. Uh, Rounding it out, they need to certify Ukrainian aid because the minute Republicans take over in January, we hear all of the fucking... Right, as we know from Madeline Beecher... Greenwood Greenwood Stowe. (laughs) That... (laughs) From Maggie Haberman... Madeline Smithberg, <laughs> Marjorie Green, Green yeah, Tank, um, <laughs> that she roided up. She roided up after doing CrossFit. Yeah. And she said she doesn't want to give money to Ukraine anymore. Not to mention, we, as we know, the Ukrainian president is a Nazi, which is hilarious, which I think is wonderful when a Jewish person can become a Nazi. I think that's absolutely incredible. He's also a drug dealer and the conspiracy theories know no bounds. And um, so when they get into their power, they don't want to certify for money for Ukraine anymore, which is great for when Russia takes over Ukraine. And then Putin has more power and controls all the food source that's in that area in even more oil and he gets more powerful. Um, That's exactly what you want. That's exactly what we want. So good Republicans. So they're trying to good for you. Figure out a way Way to go. According to the liars, there's plenty of Republicans that don't agree with, you know, people like Marjorie Taylor Stoneman Douglas, (laughs) and they will certify the funds for Ukraine so that 
probably in the defense authorization bill. Who knows where that those funds, how that goes. Maybe it's in a humanitarian aid bill. But either way, it's um, they're going to try to get that locked down so Republicans can't do dick about it come January. Yeah. A yeah. couple other things really quick. Voting rights. That's obviously never going to happen. There's another thing uh, above and beyond voting rights, which is the Electoral Count Act, yep. which is basically th- them desperately, frantically trying to close the loopholes that they exploited on January 6th so that that can never happen again, so that we're not going to take a noose and not let the vice president certify the election. The loopholes have to be closed before I think we all know why, before 2024. So, And the uh, Republicans, when they take over in January, absolutely will not close the loopholes, and it has to be done in the House because the House is where it's done. Right. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. where they certify the election, the Electoral College. Let's just banish that. Obviously, that will never happen either. The last and final thing, and there's probably way more than this, but the January 6th committee and commission combative computer <laughs> has to finish their report and give their legislative recommendations, mm. which I don't know if that means that recommending some people get arrested. Yeah, recommending like punitive stuff. It could more... also be like stuff like that, like loophole things, right. like how how laws should be changed right. because of January sixth. That whole report and that whole commission and committee has to finish that report and give the recommendations, and then it has to be voted on and approved before Christmas. That shit ain't gonna happen. No, J- no. You dragged no. this January 6th shit out and didn't finish it in time? No, of course not. Womp womp. Now it's time for So There's That. Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because half of the country are members of a morally bankrupt right wing cult Mm -hmm. and the rest of us are self-righteous virtue signaling hypocrites. Mm -hmm. And we are so evenly divided that no significant legislative change can ever happen or will ever happen other than apparently women losing all of our fucking reproductive rights. But alas, we've decided to look ahead to Hakeem Jeffries mm-hmm. and all of the future leaders that were standing and lining up in droves in Georgia, our, our future home, quite frankly, who are going to take our country back from the CrossFit freaks who fucking hijacked it. Is there a smidgen of so there's that hope to be gleaned from anything this week, Mamal? Well, let me, if I may, just let's just go through the weeds a little bit, okay? Because this week we did have to suffer through the fucking daily indignity of hearing about Trump sitting at dinner with Kanye West and their new (laughs) butt buddy, Nick the Holocaust Never Happened Fuentes. This fucking guy makes Trump look like a Girl Scout who sucked a dick for the first time behind a tree at Girl Scout camp, and now she's just insufferable with her bragging. Like, guess what? (laughs) We're not impressed by something you didn't even want to do, and now you're bragging about it. Oh, great. Great. You little slut. You little slut. And your boyfriend's a slut, too. That's right. Sluts, both of them. Fucking sluts. And now, great. You're You're a cult leader, Nick Fuentes, who doesn't even identify as a white supremacist. 
but apparently is a white supremacist. How is he a white? Su- how do we? So that's what everyone is saying. That's the why the whole thing with and the dinner know, and but, whatever. But he 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 has specifically said he does not identify. Yes, I heard him with his own mouth say he doesn't identify as a white supremacist, as if it's a sexuality. <laughs> so even though he's Mexican. Irish and Italian with the last name Fuentes. I wonder if it's Daisy Fuentes' brother. (laughs) Maybe it is. He's also an incel, tiny dick, loser tool. According to Nick, he listens mainly to rap, soul music, and of course is a huge fan of Kanye, so he cannot possibly be racist. Uh Oh, I I have black friends. I have black friends. mm -hmm. And if I may, I dare I, I believe Nick, who I did watch in many different iterations... I did have to see this guy and hear him talk with his own mouth. I believe Nick is deeply in the closet and a self-hating white homosexual who, according to his own words, is against immigration. That's all. And according to him, immigration started 60 years ago. He doesn't seem to realize the entire country is based on immigration. But whatever. I can't get too deep into it or I will lose my shit after watching this motherfucking shit stain. We can't use our sexy Nyak voice on Nyak Fuentes. His voice is disgusting. He sounds like this kind of. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not racist. I don't even understand why people would say that about it. Now, apparently. Well, why are they? Because he is. <laughs> and he has a podcast. And he has several speeches. And he isn't for Basically, he is against immigration and integrate. I mean, he he basically is he is a uh, a two stepper. He's a gaslighter. He's a he's a he wants to be this white nationalist, but pretend he's not. And it's like, at least be it, bitch. Yeah, at least be it. At least we know David Duke, who (laughs) is the head of the KKK, stood up on his own two KKK white disgusting Nazi feet and said, I'm a fucking Nazi. Like, at least we can understand that. At least, I mean, I'm sorry, but you can't be backtracking like that. Be it or don't be it, you fucking little turd. (laughs) So apparently these three swirled each other's white supremacist jizz all night long. And then in true Trump cult leader status, Trump himself denied knowing Nick Fuentes was even going to be there, let alone know who he is. Lies, 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 outright lies. And for me, all I can say is because since this was all the news and we didn't really talk about it and I wanted to just address it for a little bit. Yeah. I'm not so. surprised. I'm not surprised by the Republican reaction at any of these fucking Republican dick suckers would have dinner with any of these three people who were at the dinner, including Mitch McConnell, who came on TV tonight and said there's no place for white supremacy or for fucking anti-Semites. And I believe he's lying, too, because they lack integrity, ethics, moral fortitude, spines, dicks, balls, vaginas, assholes, mouths and eyes. What they have are just gaping open wallets and bank accounts ready to be filled and filled and pounded and filled. For the few Republicans who are turning against Trump, you're not turning far enough as far as I'm concerned. Liz Cheney, Anna Navarro, Michael Steele, Adam Kinzinger, I'm looking at you. Your wallets are wide open for that Republican lobbyist, Munty Hunty. Megan McCain, we're looking at you, too. You, too, Megan. Kanye West's turn of events, as well, is truly a deep and disappointing disappointment. Say what you want about the Jews, but there's one thing we can all agree on. We're annoying. And two, (laughs) the Holocaust happened, assholes. 
if only it happened to just Nick Fuentes and every other misogynist in Europe, maybe Trump would have been eradicated and we wouldn't be dealing with this fucking bullshit right now. Why is it that only Holocaust happened to marginalized, powerless groups of fucking people? Sorry, Jews are good at money. Sorry, Jews are good at money lending and money shit because they were forced to deal with the money because it was considered unholy and unseemly at a fucking time where Jews were constantly fucking murdered and then the church made them deal with the money. Okay? And then you know what they did with it? They fucking ruled. I am sick of the Jewish bullshit. You have a fucking problem. Go cry in a fucking toilet about it. Unless your problem is only with orthodox cult fundamental assholes, I don't want to fucking hear it. With all due respect, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about oh nance Pelosi quote well timed oh, well timed fuck you kanye i love your music you fucking asshole i'm so mad at you the lost tribes of israel is a fucking cult you're being duped it's a terrible awful look for you and you're almost out of forgiveness if you're not careful you and your stupid fucking moronic cult colleagues are going to go by the way of allison mack and her cronies you may start out a victim but you're heading right into perpetrator mode the more time you spend with these monsters it's here where I must say that I have a Kanye Vision 2020 shirt. I think a lot of people say what when I say I have a Kanye sweatshirt, they think they just simply mean like the Kanye shirt that I got you. Which I wore the other day. Yeah, which is fine. And I'm still Mine mad at it. Mine actually says Kanye Vision 2020. <laughs> so I like can't even wear that. That's a bummer. Like, Look what he's doing. I, I, if he had just <laughs> stopped at a certain crazy, it'd be fine. But he is crossing the fucking Rubicon and it's fucking really disappointing it is because i like kanye and i like the music and i don't want to have to i just don't so i just need him to know i love him and his music but i'm fucking mad and fuck you fuck you kanye <sighs> now i know you're wondering and fuck you nick fuentes and fuck you trump now mm. i know you're wondering how is this in any way a light at the end of the tunnel well the irony of all of this is that as we talk about these horrendous republicans and these people who don't have any integrity and people who will do anything for money, anything, including fucking Kanye, apparently. Of course. I mean, why else well, is he there? Uh, I mean, why else is he there? We have clearly and exhaustingly proven that politically speaking, for the most part, it's not, we're not going to find integrity with Republicans. We're just not. And all roads apparently lead to the most unlikely of places the FIFA World cup now if you don't know the fifa world cup this year is taking place in qatar or cater i don't know how to say or it. cutter i'm gonna say or qatar because i fucking don't give a fuck it's a small country in the middle east why did they choose to do this here we i honestly don't know money. but money now the leader of FIFA, the president of FIFA, apparently is infamously quoted as saying, it's easier to work with monarchies and autocrats than it is with democracies because democracies take too long and can't make a decision. So they like to work with monarchies on the, or auto, autocrats, uh, like Russia, let's say, like with Putin. On the other hand, you think, okay, this Middle Eastern country wants to draw attention to the West and bring in tourist money and say, hey, we're accepting. We are modern. We are open. We are going to use soccer or football, known in Europe, <laughs> one of the biggest attended and watched sport events on the planet, bringing in the most rabid, insane fans right here to our little country. We accept. Record scratch. Wrong. Money. Yes. That was a record scratch? Uh-huh. Huh. Eek. 
Yeah. I don't know. It kind of sounded like you're washing a window. Eater, eater. <laughs> like a windshield wiper. Windshield wiper. Wrong. <laughs> Money, yes. They clearly want that. And But the funny thing is they already have it. A few tidbits about Qatar. One, the same family has been in power since the country, which is just double the size of Delaware, was founded in 1850. Two, the supp- they supply China, Russia, and Germany with gas and control 13% of the world's oil. Three, being gay is illegal. Four, out-of-marriage sex is illegal. Five, alcohol is illegal. As of 2021, 6,500 immigrant workers died due to shitty labor practices and non-existent safety regulation, building the World Cup arena and other things around Qatar. 6,500 immigrant workers died. Seven, women's rights are restricted by male guardianship laws, and basically women's rights are no rights. So basically, Qatar is a legally misogynistic and everythingistic country run by men for men, and they can fuck off. The World Cup can also do the same. The World Cup works much like the Super Bowl, as they have performances and pay performers crazy amounts of money to perform, and the clout is real there. Now, some performers have refused, and that brings us right here to the world of light and hope and integrity and fuck Qatar, and now I'm a fan for life, and you had me at, no, I won't take your million dollars to perform, even though I love soccer, owned and played on an amateur team, and want to perform, and want a million dollars, but there are just some lines you can't cross, and this is one of them, and it's just, quote, the right thing to do, and I said no. You know who said that? Rod motherfucking wake up Maggie Mae, do you want my body, Stuart? This is where I need to uh, interject and uh, let everyone know without fact checking <laughs> that David Beckham uh, reportedly he tried to act like it was a million dollars, but he reportedly got like like some 500 million or something. Yeah. To, in order to do like a fucking commercial for. Yeah. And it's like, wow. You know, I've never felt one way or another about Rod Stewart. But now I'm a rabid fan. And especially knowing that David Beckham took that money when he doesn't need that money. It just goes to show you. Listen, whose dick is bigger, I guess. I don't know how to say it with these guys. Or who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who's who's got more integrity? Did Rod say no? Rod Stewart has like 900 fucking kids, too. 900 kids. And he, and probably ones we don't even know about. And he probably could use the money, quite frankly. And so could his 900 million Absolutely. kids. And Kimberly Stewart had fucking old... Um, What's his name's kid from Fear and Loathing? And that always bugged me. Oh, um, yeah. Not Johnny Depp. The other one. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. She gets Benicio Del Toro's kid and just by like, Benicio, Benicio's cool, man. Hey, Benicio's cool. And she's got his kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what? We don't have kids and that's cool. <laughs> now, not only did Rod say no to FIFA in Qatar, but he's been living the ethical life that Keith Ranieri only dreams about his whole fucking life. And I just couldn't believe when you showed this to me, you. Me being Brandy, everyone. Yes. That not only was it a thing that got me in a hole of Qatar and a K-hole of their oh, I know human what. rights campaign. I, know I mean, what. believe me, yeah. the level that I cannot sleep over Qatar or whatever. But I'm trying to just who cares? Not my problem. But and when I saw it, when I and when I sent it to you, that the David Beckham thing was on my mind. Unbelievable. And this has been going on, you know, and this is a thing that comes up with like these performers who go perform in Saudi Arabia. And that's why Hillary Swank got fucking canceled. Uh, Right. Right. Exactly. So but the great thing about Rod Stewart and learning about this guy, knowing he's in the world with his 900 kids, which is only beneficial to the world, is apparently he's been a stand up guy his whole entire 
life or at least uh, as a as a famous person that's really the thing to me and apparently he's and we been know he did booty bumps with mick jagger and we, they probably fucked too probably you know he clearly is not bothered by a man's sexuality <laughs> okay like whatever his sexuality is or whatever he's not bothered and that motherfucker is ugly as fuck okay <laughs> So whatever he's so doing that. with his dick or whatever, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, however he's pleasing people, yeah. like he, the face is beyond. Okay. However, there's something about him that is appealing and attractive. And here's one of the things that's fucking appealing and attractive. In 1976, he wrote a song called The Killing of Georgie Part 1 and 2 about his friend who's a gay man who was killed. And the lyrics are all about inclusivity and how... This guy was the nicest guy he ever met, and he was gay. He literally used the words, he's gay, his family disowned, in the song, his family disowned him. 76. 76. That's unreal. Unreal. And I apologize personally to Rod Stewart that I didn't know that existed. But well, you just said he was super ugly, too. <laughs> I did say that. I mean... But of course, after reading all this and going through his... And then I had to go through his whole catalog again, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is he? Ugly. <laughs> Technically, yes. However, well, that's all I kept is it appealing like, to me wow, now? he's ugly. Wow, he's <laughs> yeah. ugly. Over the computer, but then, I'm like... Mm. But then I'm like, I'm not mad at it, though. Now, Rod Stewart, unlike other performers, such as... I'm just going to give you two examples of two people who performed at this year's fucking Qatar women-hating, gay-killing fucking FIFA. And this was shocking to me. This, this person shocked me. Morgan Freeman apparently performed during the World Cup opening ceremony. What did Morgan he What did he do, Freeman. a monologue? I, maybe, yeah. I tried to get... I mean, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he did. I don't know. And South Korean pop singer Jung Kook of K-pop boy band BTS. Also, not a good look. Not a good Uh-oh. look. Uh-oh. Now, sub, now, with Morgan Freeman, I could imagine him doing it in order to, like... You know, because he has that bee farm and all that shit. I mean, maybe, maybe, was, maybe there, there is a, there is something to be said for doing it and then donating the money. But that's true. And there is something to be said for standing there and like a lot of the, the, the soccer players. And there were a million protests. And I mean, the whole thing was just a fucking shit show of like women's rights and gay rights and, and, rainbow, and rainbows yeah. and all this stuff. So for that, that is good. I don't know that it did anything, but who knows? Who knows? So, OK, but like a junk cook. <laughs> Come on. Get the fuck. And you by didn't the way, say anything. Nobody wants you without the rest of BTS no, either, buddy. No, no. I All you ladies need to come together yeah. as a group. So I get people need to do whatever they need to do for money. I do. And it's a tough call. You know, when you, you're not a hundred millionaire and you need a million dollars or whatever. And Morgan Freeman and John Cook. I don't know. I just it's not. A, I just don't think it's a good look. Sorry. But Rod Stewart had the balls and the power to say no to the Qatar money and call them out. Also, which is also awesome on their shitty human rights violating ass. I love this. I love Rod Stewart. Thank you, Rod Stewart, for being a man of integrity and empathy and being a person who could say no to money. We are living in a time when money is running us. It is running our it's it's fucking us. It's plowing us. It's it's you either have it or you don't. And it seems like right now in this country, the people who have it are the loudest voices and it really is fucking exhausting. So I really appreciate that Rod Stewart stood up and did that. And this should empower us all to do the right thing. So there's that.
that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to this stupid fucking podcast <laughs> week after week. I feel like it's getting worse and worse, but I'm hoping it's just getting different. It's just changing into the way it it uh, it needs to evolve, and it's evolving. Yes, that's and, all we can say. Um, yep. You know, we really, truly are grateful for all 14 of you. We don't want to lose anyone. We... we we want money you know what can you do we are we, money is running like you said memo and um we're gonna now insist that everyone sign up for our patreon <laughs> podcast for the next two minutes oh boy <laughs> well go to julianbrandy.com it's only a dollar for a whole extra hour podcast per week or you can pay two dollars and get two bonus podcasts per week and our patreon podcast is completely different than this there's no ads and there's no politics at all ever it's just fun random stories and deep dives and songs and bullshit and we don't take money from lobbyists and no one tells us what to do and no one runs us and we try and be as real and fun and yeah we got as we and we can. got way too drunk and i started going into like politics regarding like family thanksgiving <laughs> and we took it out yeah you know yeah. so we try we don't let try to let it bleed over there, yeah. um, but we do definitely get drunk on it. Um, <laughs> and we've been doing our Patreon podcast since 2017. So once you sign up, you'll get hundreds of hours of podcasts to listen to instantly. And they're timeless mm -hmm. classics such as Trunkies, which we are currently offering as our free episode. Just go to the link in the description blurb of this podcast. And when you listen to it, you won't even be able to tell what year is from. We just listened to it. We thoroughly enjoyed listening mm -hmm. to it. It made me say, "I what I want to do is I want to make a super thread um, that we because we can pin a post to the top of our Patreon, so that all the people that are on our Patreon can put their favorite episodes and dates, so that when new people join, mm. they can immediately go back and listen to the best ones because they're probably." Like is probably a lot of shitty ones, but we yeah, well listen. We like to think of them as just like you know some of our children, you know, are you know dumber than others. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're still our babies in different ways. That's right. That's exactly right. And you won't be able to tell. They really the only ones that that are dated in any way, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, are 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 really the ones in the pandemic because even like we will be we're sitting talking about Atlanta housewives. Today we're talking about we're doing shit like buy Ashy and go out to the go stand out on the curb with the wait on the curb with the rest of the trash. That's from like literally twenty years ago. So yeah. there's no there even the ones that where we're talking about housewives are they're not they're still timeless because we watched it late anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I mean, there's also on the road travel episodes, episodes about my IBS, and episodes about traveling with my IBS. And like we mentioned at the beginning, we're about to go to Antarctica for two weeks. And although we are not going to do this regular weed podcast from there, we are definitely doing our Patreon podcast. So now is the time to sign up if you have not yet. Just sign up for December and then cancel before the first of the year if you don't <laughs> like it. Okay. We understand the trials and tribulations of living month to month. Like we said, money's ruling the world. We have many rich and sexy benefactors <laughs> like Devin Verana and Julie Lang, the Herd McKinney's and Donna, Donna and many more. And, and they, they spoil us and overpay us so that people, yeah, Leah, Leah, too. Yeah. Leah, yeah. I always forget that. Yeah. Leah wouldn't even know how to listen to this goddamn thing. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? This person's like a $20 person and she doesn't even, she wouldn't be like, 
you know, <sighs> they do that mm. so that people on a tighter budget can yeah. subscribe to the lowest tier and then cancel and come back. And we get it and we don't get mad at that stuff. No. We just want we want people to be able to experience it. <sighs> And share your fucking password. Do what you got to do. Just fucking find yeah. a way to get us some money. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're already on our Patreon podcast, we fucking love you. And we will all be hanging together down in Antarctica. Oh, my God. That's right. Uh, See you bitches in Antarctica because you're all coming with us. Drake's passage first thing. We can be throwing. You can hear us throw up. Yeah. I'm going to hope. <laughs> I'm going to be one of the ones that thinks it's fun. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I think that the. the the littler boats when we have to go out are going to be what makes me sick, I think. Yeah. Oh, God. You know? Yes. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And here's Georgie. Oh, yeah. Changing ways, so-called liberated days A story comes to mind, a friend of mine Georgia boy was gay, I guess Nothing more or nothing less The kindest guy I ever knew His mother's tears fell in vain The afternoon George tried to explain That he needed love like all the rest Paul said there must be a mistake How can my son not be straight After all I've said and done for him Leaving home on a greyhound bus Cast out by the ones he loves A victim of these gay days it seems George went to New York town Very quickly settled down And soon became the toast of the great white way Accepted by Manhattan's elite And all the places that were chic No party was complete without George Along the boulevards he cruised And all the old queens blew a fuse Everybody loved Georgie boy I saw George alive Was in the summer of 75 He said he was in love I said I'm pleased George attended the opening night Of another Broadway hype But split before the final curtain fell Deciding to take a shortcut home Arm in arm they meant no wrong A gentle breeze blew down Fifth Avenue Side street came a New Jersey gang with just one aim to roll some innocent passerby. There ensued a fearful fight, screams rung out in the night. George's head in a sidewalk corner store.
knife and did not intend to take his life. He just pushed his luck a little too far that night. The sight of blood dispersed the gang. A crowd gathered, the police came. An ambulance screamed to halt or get the third return. George's life ended there, but I ask who really cares? George once said to me, and I quote, he said, never wait or hesitate, get in, get before it's too late, you may never get another chance, cause youth's a mask, but it don't last, live it long and live it fast, Georgie was a friend of mine. Take care.